Good morning, everyone. This is Luigi with the Wrestle Your Perception podcast. My guest today is a father, an entrepreneur, a graduate from Florida State University, has a master's in accounting from Florida Atlantic interview, <laughs> Florida Atlantic University. He's a CPA. He's an avid fisherman since he was a little baby. He has taught me everything I know about the outdoors from fishing and now we're hunting. Without, without him, atomic training and performance would probably not be where it's at today as far as uh, financial advice and things of that nature. My guest is one of my best buddies, Alan Friedland. Hey guys, how you <laughs> what's, doing? What's up, Alan? Nothing, how you doing, buddy? So, we're headed up to uh, JW Corbett right now. We're actually in Alan's car. And we're going to set up some tree stands, and uh, for the upcoming hunting season, August thirty first. Today is the fourteenth of August. We're, we're kind of late, but it's tough. Alan has a, a pregnant wife at home right now, and a four year old, right? Five. Five. So um, it's it's tough, and I got the baby, and you know we all have our stuff going on, so it's tough to get out there. Explain what a tree stand is. A tree stand. Why don't you explain okay. it, Alan? You're the you're the expert. So a tree stand's it's almost it's kinda like a what we're using today is a ladder. It's almost it's fifteen feet high and then there's a seat at the top of it. And it's really there's a few reasons that you use them, but one of the main reasons is to get off the ground so you have a better view. And another reason is some of the animals we're, we're eventually gonna be hunting. Um have great scent so the idea is if you're off the ground and your smells up in the air they hopefully can't smell you as good which hopefully allows them to get a little closer to you um, and hopefully we have a little bit more success than we did last year yeah because last year we didn't we didn't get anything um, well the goal is I mean I know some people don't understand hunting and I get it I didn't understand it when I first started looking into it which has been a few years I bit the bullet and finally got a bow about, what was it, a year and a half ago we got our bows? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I've been practicing, you know, a few times a week ever since. And the whole idea is basically to provide for yourself. Instead of going to the the, uh, the supermarket and buying, you know, a, cow, a, a piece of meat in a package, uh, which is obviously not as healthy for you, and the animal is being mistreated in many ways depending on where you get your meat from and whatnot and I would love to just do it on my own that's my whole thing about it is to provide my own meat for my family and myself and um, that's the main reason why I got into it and I was interested in it and because of the challenge bow hunting is is a very challenging task and takes a lot of dedication so I I look forward to training for it and uh, reaping the rewards hopefully one day hopefully this season so why did you get into it Al what was your thoughts why, about why it why did I get into hunting into hunting yeah and and but I, I know you hunted before I did yeah and how'd you what'd you start out so with so I'm recent to it too though because I I grew up a lot of my family up north all hunted down south we're, we live in south Florida so south Florida fishing is sort of the big thing um hunting unless you have private land or like what we're doing today it's difficult it's a lot there's a lot less areas to go there's less game so it's it's tough down here so growing up we you know 
when even Luigi and I, when we were in high school together, we fished a lot, we, you know, did water stuff, but there's a lot less outdoor hunting activities. But I always sort of had a background, and like my grandfather was big into hunting, and I always tagged along with him in the woods, but I never really hunted myself just because logistics, you know, I wasn't up north during season and all that kind of stuff. But you, you always knew about it. You yeah, always, yeah, like, you, you grew up around it. You used to go to Pennsylvania. Your grandfather was yeah. a hunter and outdoorsman. Yeah, I used to go scout, Your cousins. scouting with him, you know, in the woods and look for animals. And I used to help him set up his tree stands. And I used to, you know, we, he had a, a dog for rabbits. So I used to go run his dog with him and chase rabbits around. And So I grew up with that stuff. But I grew up in South Florida where they were up north. So I, I never physically hunted myself until really last year and th that's their way of life up there that's what they did that's how your grandfather ate right he, yeah he would hunt what he would eat and that's how the whole family ate yeah the perception up there is totally different than the perception down here <laughs> just because that's how they procure their meat yeah they, they they go out and they get organic you know natural meat from the woods instead of they don't go to the grocery store and buy meat generally so the main reason why I wanted to talk to you is it's a great opportunity to talk about this because we're going to, you know, prep for the next hunting season and because I feel like you have a lot of knowledge and... That's I, not true. <laughs> you're very knowledgeable on, on hunting with the, the recent, you know, we've both been doing our research and that's the reason why we got into it. And I wanted to talk to you about as far as like why hunting is necessary and not only for, you know, for providing your own food and not supporting the factory farming and whatnot, but what, what other reasons do you have for it, or why is it necessary? Well, I, I think there's a few things. One is, one of the main reasons to me is, if you look at the way, like, factory farming works, especially with meat specifically, if you go to McDonald's and you're buying a hamburger if you go to the grocery store and buy a hamburger you don't really know how that animal is treated and not a lot, oftentimes it was you know penned up in a cage where it can't even move the one next to it they, and then they kill them in an assembly line so the one next to it is killed the one next to it was killed it's sort of like a bloodbath and they don't these animals aren't living the best life where when you're hunting the idea is part of the regulations they're very strict on you know the age of the animal that you can take and everything part of the idea is you are after the more mature animals that already lived a full life and they hopefully die in a very quick and efficient way better than everything good yeah no you're good you're good okay. i'm sorry i'm pressing buttons they they hopefully <laughs> die in, in a way that's a lot more efficient and um i guess that's the way you'd want to go instead of suffering and living in a penned up way. So, I, I, what was the question again? <laughs> no, why? I'm sorry, guys. So, here's the deal. What I'm doing to Alan, we're in the car, so I keep moving the microphone and the computer closer to him. And it's kind of, and he's like getting thrown off with the conversation <laughs> because I'm not sure if my mic is working or it's the mic of my computer. So, we might have to do this again? No, no, no. Okay. We're good. So, I'm just going to put the computer right here. Because we're so, good. So we're driving on 95 and he's holding the computer up to my face. Yes. <laughs> so that's why I kind of threw him off the topic a little bit. But that's the whole, that's the whole idea of this, this podcast. To be, uh, 
as real as you can. <laughs> and have fun. So yeah, what you were saying about the animals being mistreated and in the wild, if you're hunting that animal and generally you're going to go for an older animal that's lived its life and probably is going to is going to die a more gruesome death in the wild by being, you know, killed by another animal or what would I would consider us another animal but or dying from starvation or infection from getting in a fight there's, a, there's a, always a possibility of that there's a lot of different ways they, they die worse out in the wild than they do yeah yeah absolutely being yeah. hunted in a humane way if you can even wrap your head around saying hunting is humane which I get people don't understand and it took me a while to think about it and do my research so but anyway so where were you what were you going to say oh, I don't know oh okay so yeah so with that the uh as far as the hunting goes, it's, I have a lot of fun doing it, yet, again, I haven't, haven't shot an animal yet, and I know you have, so let's go into that, because I know that you uh, recently went to Pennsylvania, and you went turkey hunting, and can you explain the, the story as far as the the gun that you used, because I know there's a lot of history behind it, and the spot that you were at, and how it happened, because it's actually, it's a pretty cool story and it's kind of touching. If you guys can relate, most of my, I don't know if the people that listen to this can, because a lot of you are plant-based vegans and I get I get your thoughts, but some of you get mine as well. So this is a Alan's story, I think. It's, it's, it's touching because it relates to, you know, his grandfather and everything. So I want to hear it. I want to hear the story with the, how it started when you went up there. So... The year before, so 2018, I went up to Pennsylvania turkey hunting with my cousin. My cousin Devin is really the one that sort of, I've always wanted to hunt, but it's it's one of those things that's intimidating to go by yourself. You're good. And that's why I even appreciate, like, Luigi really pushed me over the edge in a combination with my cousin. He's like, go, go buy a bow. And I was like, it's not that easy. And then they're like, it's okay, we'll just shoot. And then we were like, okay. And then we started shooting and we're like, wow, this is fun challenging and there's a lot there's a lot more to it than you think like a lot of people go back to the Elmer Fudd model where it's just a fat guy drinking soda and beer in the woods and you just walk out and shoot an animal but it's not at all totally not like that especially in South Florida but uh anyway so last year I went out to Pennsylvania with my cousin turkey hunting and he sort of wanted to guide me and um so there's turkey calls so you're trying to call the birds in and you're out there at like Two, we usually wake up at 2.30 or 3 in the morning. You get out in the woods, you're quiet, and then you start calling, and you try to you try to basically convince a turkey, a male, to come in, an older male is ideal, and shoot him. So I had a real nice gun last year. I was sitting in a spot, and the, the second day we were there, we were there four days, we called a bird in, point blank, I missed it with a shotgun. This was last year? Yeah, this was okay. last year, 2018. So it's a... I don't want to say it's hard to miss with a shotgun, but everybody that you talk to turkey hunts has missed them. But it's sort of like a big letdown because, you know, I've planned this whole trip. It's not cheap. And you go up there and you miss the bird. <laughs> so this year, we sort of had this similar trip plan. And it's at my grandfather's old um, cabin. My grandfather passed away a few years ago. So it's at his old cabin. And 
this year we were like, let's do something a little different. So my cousin cleaned up, last year when we were up there, he cleaned up one of my grandfather's, well, not one of it, the only old shotgun that he had, that the shotgun is, it's a Remington 870, but it's probably like 40 or 50 years old. And it was actually, it can't even cycle through shells. So if you miss the first one, you're, you're done. probably in tr trouble, which is not a good thing. But I was like, I don't care. I want to use it. So that's the gun I was using. And then this year we went to like a little different spot and I went, my grandfather has what they call like a seat in the, in the mountains. So he sort of out of stones and everything, like carved this place where that's his seat where he, he was known for turkey hunting. So like when people are doing logistics that are at the cabin, they're like, oh, where are you going this morning? And you know, people would say, oh, I'm going, you know, quarter mile from Dale seat, which is my grandfather's name. That's wild. So I was, so my uncle and my cousin were up there and they're like, go sit in, in Dale's seat. So I went up there and used my grandfather's shotgun that really, you better get him on the first shot because you're probably not going to get a second shot. And it, we, and I, I got one this year. So it was pretty cool. It was rewarding and it was kind of touching. My grandfather died a few years ago, actually up in the mountains, close to right where I was. Um, they found him in the woods. So I didn't know that. Yeah, it meant a lot to me. Holy shit, I did not know that. Yeah, he was hunting turkey, the same thing I was doing. No way. Yeah, and they, then uh, he was supposed to check in, and my uncle found him, his son found him in the woods. Wow. So, Alan, man, I didn't know that at all, and that's, wow. that's like, that's amazing, because, like, that's probably the only way he wanted to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind yeah. of, that's kind of cool. I, I mean, it's weird to say it's cool, but wouldn't anybody want to go that way, doing yeah. what they love? They And turkey was this, you know, he deer hunted, he bear hunted. He just the the year before he passed away, he shot his fiftieth turkey. Wow! In his life, which it's hard to and get a turkey every season. Yeah. So in Pennsylvania, like down south in Florida, we really only have like a spring turkey season. Up there, they have a fall season, but it's a, it's a lot harder because you can't really call them in. So um, essentially, you have a chance to get one up there per year, and sometimes two if you get one in the fall. And he shot fifty, you know, in his life. Damn, man. Um, I'm at one right now. So. Yeah, you're at one. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. So it was cool. It, I, was, it was rewarding and um, a lot of work that goes into it. That uh, it just it's sort of like an emotional experience. It's hard to explain to somebody that doesn't, you know. Not it's true, them. man. It, it's true. And the thing is, it's it's different because I we both fished before. I mean, I learned everything I know about fishing from you. How to really fish, fishing for snook and whatnot, and and any any type of fish tying knots and whatever and different tactics and but it's different from fishing yeah. right yeah, I mean no, like you totally can't different. even it's not even a comparison it's totally different I mean I, I love fishing I still love fishing but hunting is a, a totally different challenge um, and yeah there, there's just a lot more challenges yeah I agree and I and, and the, as far as you saying like you can't really explain it it, it's it, like you said it's a lot of different emotions a lot of different I th feelings you know, that go into it I enjoy it there's there's a few reasons I enjoy it one is when you're out there there's like 95% of the time when you're out in the woods you don't run into anybody else other than like if you're with you know like me and you you'll go out together yeah but otherwise you're not gonna run into anybody else it's just you so there's sort of like a peaceful aspect of it where all you're really worrying about is like looking around the next corner and listening for stuff and you know what watching out for snakes 
and out in Florida alligators and panthers and bears and pythons and all the fun stuff that we have. And lions, oh yeah. my. Yeah. <laughs> so you're sort of looking for that and then you're, you know, looking for deer and you're looking for pig and you're looking for sign and you're smelling and you're trying not to to watch your wind to make sure you don't get uh, scented. Yeah, you're so looking for, like you said, poop and yeah, like so smelling it's it just and a weird. Things going on Animal poop. Yeah. <laughs> there's a million things going on in your head, so you're sort of like like my everyday life of, you know, killing people, you're doing taxes and kicking ass. Yeah, it's uh, a- <laughs> yeah, like I don't even think about that. And a lot of the stress from everyday life, paying bills and stuff, it, it doesn't go through your head. Like you're, you're checked out, like you're in a different different world which is it's a cool feeling it's cleansing and that's why I, I, I think of it as cleansing yeah going out there and being in the woods it really is and then the other aspect of it that I really like is um, which back to the Elmer Fudd thing it's physically demanding especially you know I, I can't say it depending on how you hunt you know maybe if you're in Texas which I still think it's cool but maybe if you're in Texas and you have a huge ranch and you have a rifle that shoots a thousand yards um, you know, you could be almost the Elmer Fudd guy and just sit there and, you know, shoot across a field and, and shoot something. But that's not what, and I, I, I'm not dissing that, I'm just, that's a different style. But what, that's not what we're doing. So we're going through a swamp, you know, sometimes up to your ankle, sometimes up to your knee in water. Yeah, even higher. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes waiting. Yeah. Looking for alligators and snakes. And then there's, you know, there's panthers out there, there's bears out there. There's pigs that literally attacked us before. Yeah, so we'll get into that. At us. And so the pigs are nasty. Go into that story. So. I'll, I'll get there. Okay, there, go, go. There's big, nasty pigs. But, um, so, you, and you're wading through water. The Like, right now my car says it's 93 degrees. And out in the swamp it's hotter. Yeah, definitely. And the humidity is 100% because it's just water out there. There's bugs everywhere. And, you know, we're going in. A, a lot of people there it's public land so a lot of people are not in the same physical shape not that I, I consider myself like any kind of physical animal but like they're not in the same kind of shape that we're in so they'll go out of the car and right off the road and try to shoot something which I'm not saying it doesn't work but our goal is really to work harder than other people you know I think yeah. at this point me and you are not a better hunter than other people Yeah. but I think we work harder yeah, we'll, hunting wise, you know, I'm willing to go in two or four miles where they're not. Yeah, and try to get to where animals are where most other people aren't. And it's sort of even though we hunt at one of the or one of the places we hunt is a very common public place. I don't run into people because we go to places that other people don't. Yeah, we usually try to stay away from those spots. Don't go. For yeah, the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so the physical like. It's very physically demanding, you know, 93 degree weather to go four or five miles through mud and, you know, knee deep water. Oh, yeah. Um, it's hard to explain until you actually do that. Yeah, um, definitely. And following you in the freaking swamp is annoying because Alan likes to go through everything. So I'll, I'll most likely he'll be in the front and I'm following him and he's I'm like, Alan, come on, man. And he's going through the waist high water getting water in the boots it's it's every, almost every time yeah. and it gets annoying well but he finds good spots <laughs> yeah part of it like I, I enjoy scouting and like finding areas that look cool and like like what's around the next ridge and what's around the next you know like little not that we have hills down here but like what's what's over there you know maybe that's the honey hole you know like for fishing 
that's sort of like a similar thing. It's like you're always, you know, like if you're paddling in a kayak or you're fishing on a boat, you always want to see like what's around the next bend because maybe there's like that super secret hole with like loaded with, you know, huge fish. Yeah. It's sort of like the same thing for hunting. So part of what I enjoy is like the exploring. But truthfully, like when I'm with Luigi actually hunting, you're good working. Yeah, yeah, of course. I got we you. We have more success because he goes slow. He probably does more what you're supposed to do where he goes slow. He slows <laughs> me down, on, which is good. Yeah. You, then you, you start listening and then you start hearing. And um, we when I've been with him, we've had... We had some good know, run-ins. A bunch of opportunities where sometimes by myself, I just sort of like bushwhack and yeah, go you, like way too hardcore and... Uh, probably just push everything out of the way yeah you want to yeah because i'm always like listening i always hear something yeah. or and we've gotten a few close encounters with some with some hogs out there and if, if you want to get into that yeah i mean well i'll well i'll talk about the the, the deer which one no well i'll talk about first the uh i think if the the other aspect that i really enjoy is um just the actual bow hunting just because it's extremely challenging like yeah that, man i love back it to what we were saying before like with a rifle really a few if you get within a few hundred yards you can you know it's pretty deadly and like you're probably going to get the animal yeah where i mean with the bow you know where we're comfortable with i'd say 30 yards and in, inside you know to be very comfortable with our ability absolutely yeah being somewhat rookie still to take a, sh- a lethal shot and the last thing you want to do is shoot an animal and not um, kill it quickly and yeah, gracefully. Yeah. Um, you don't want to wound anything, so we, we wouldn't take shots that, you know, we don't think we have a very good chance of being successful successful on. And so, like, I think, like, last year if I had a gun, I would have, you know, we would have definitely been successful and I would we would have had a handful of game. But part of the challenge is just getting close enough and also a clear enough shot yeah. um, with a bow to actually be successful with what we're trying to do. Um, that's another thing I enjoy. Yeah, because we, we were spotting and stalking, which is a, a, a type of hunting that you do when you're on your feet and you're just, you're just basically walking and following the animal, listening for it, waiting in, in spots, waiting for it to come through because in South Florida where we're at, uh, if you don't have a tree stand, it's a very, very slim chance you're going to get something like that's. And we've been doing spotting and stalking the past season, two season, no, one season, and we've gotten close. But again, if you don't get that that perfect shot, you're probably not going to get it. Yeah, if we were in the air a few of the times, you we, know, like on a tree stand, we would have got a clean shot. I think so. A lot of times, you're there's like thick, you know, where be not just being swamped, but it's so thick, like some of this palmetto. Um, saw palmetto or whatever they call it the, the swamp cabbage that's all over the place that we're trudging through and getting our eyes poked out um, it's so thick that they're going to be an animal five yards away from you and you can see it and even if for some reason it doesn't see you like we we were in an, I was in a few situations and one of them was with Luigi where a pig's right you know like literally three yards from you but you just can't get a shot because you have a bow and you don't want to shoot it where it's not a lethal shot and oh, it's yeah. so thick that um you just can't get a shot at it and it's a lot of times it's what was it you're only like 10 yards away yeah like it's yeah. like you can't even to get that close is hard right a lot of times right 
I'm playing musical microphones over here. <laughs> this is a. This, I wish you guys had a. I wish I had a video to show you what I was doing. <laughs> Alan's looking at me like, "You're good. You're good." Like every time. <laughs> so, anyway, you uh, go ahead. Go go go. So let me tell the this. I'm gonna tell a pig story. Yeah, let's do it. So, Luigi sort of like, I was in. I started you know turkey hunting sort of with my cousin last year before I got the bow. And then I really sort of like got the itch and like I enjoyed it so much being out there and it was peaceful and all the things I was just talking about. So Luigi was like, get a bow, get a bow, get a bow. So then finally I went and got one. So we then we started shooting a lot, um, you know, target practice and it's a lot of fun. But before last season, like at a similar time to now, probably last July or August, we started scouting similar to what we're doing today except you know today we're actually putting out stands but we were just scouting so we're just sort of walking through the woods looking for promising areas um and this was luigi's first time out in the woods <laughs> and for those of you that don't know luigi i mean you probably all know luigi but you know he's from new york he used to play stickball in new york I in the streets played, i never played stickball he ball. played stickball <laughs> he he's I, like remember how I described earlier you know my growing up I was outside a lot you know in the woods I don't think Luigi has that same background growing up he's got a little bit different background so I'm like Luigi you know like I've been out here before and you know you don't usually see anything but some maybe we'll see a sign or like we'll see like you know poop or like a footprint or something and you know that'll be a, a place for us to, to start looking so we start hiking and like a quarter of the mile down this trail that we're going, which is not far for what we're doing. I'm like, Luigi! And he's like, who? And he's he's just ahead of me, and I'm like, stop! And then we, he, we look over, because out of the corner of my eye, I see this hog, and this was a big hog. Yeah, she was big. Yeah, and it was a he. Oh. Because the males are usually solo, like by themselves, or the females are... I thought we saw babies, though. No, not this time. Okay. So this was a big male, and uh, he's probably like 200 pounds. And so we look, and then he starts just, and it's sort of like we're walking down a trail, and I saw him out of the corner of my eye down another trail. So we're stopping and sort of like faced off with him. But at this, he's probably still like, what, 50, 60 yards away? Yeah. So, but he starts, he's looking at us, and their eyesight's really poor. So they have great sense of smell, but the horrible eyesight. So he sort of saw us at the same time I saw him, and he starts looking at us, and then he starts walking in slowly towards us. I'm like, what is this thing doing? Like, yeah. they don't do this. So then he starts walking, and he keeps walking at us, and then next thing you know it, he's, he's like making yeah. like <laughs> hog noises, pig noises, and then he starts charging us, yeah. like right at us. And this is a big, <laughs> nasty animal, and there's nothing by us. So we we both have <laughs> sidearms, really, for this reason. Again, let me repeat. This is Luigi's first time out in the woods, like, hunting. So he doesn't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, and I'm not any kind of veteran. So we're like, whoa. <laughs> this, so this thing is charging, and they move fast. So there was one tree, and, like, my instinct was, like, okay, kind of, like, go behind this tree. And, like, if it comes, you know, at us, like, I'll move to the other side of the tree. And at least if we have to shoot the thing, like... It wasn't season, so we weren't even allowed to shoot it. But obviously, if it's charging, you're going to shoot it. But so my instinct was like, okay, go on the side of the tree. And then if it comes at us, like use the tree sort of as like, you know, to get in the, the middle. And I turn around and Luigi's like, 
almost sprinting the other way. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. And then I was like, man, that's what we should do. So then I chased right after him. So we're running away like little girls with like with our guns drawn. Like, yeah, we have our guns in our hands. Yeah, we both have our guns drawn. And this is like, you know, 10 or 15 minutes after being in the wild for Luigi's first time. And so we're char- we're, we have our guns drawn. And this thing starts going like, so we're going down the path that we came in. And this thing starts like bouncing. Yeah, it's jumping. Jumping. So he could see overall the, the palmettos. The, the vegetari- vegetation, vegetation that's in front of us. So it's jumping like, I don't know, a few feet in the air. And I see the head, like yeah. it's going parallel to where we are. I remember that. And then Luigi and I just keep like, we're, and we then, just decided to kind of like sprint but and get out of there. It was running parallel to us bouncing. Yeah. And then so... I'm, I was started running before Alan, so I was ahead of him. And then I, because tur- I see him running parallel, and then I turn back around and I run, and then I run into Alan, <laughs> and we look like a freaking cartoon, like running with guns in their yeah. hands, and we ran into each other. <laughs> I yeah. mean, and then, and then how did it, how did it end? Well, so we kept we, running. Yeah, we went. I don't know, maybe like, I'm gonna guess about like 100 yards. We ran, and then it's like we sort of lost it, and it stopped like bouncing sideways next to us. I don't know if we just ran past it or it stopped. I'm not real sure. And I we lost it, but um, we stood there for like 15 minutes because we're waiting. Like yeah, it, we were on a path, but like next to us was vegetation that was probably like shoulder thick. Yeah. And we we're waiting for this thing to like pop out at us. So we had like our guns drawn, <laughs> you know, like looking at the bushes. And oh my god, nothing ever happened. You know, it it obviously ran away or whatever happened, but um. Then we had to, to go to where we wanted to go. We had to go by that point. So we had, like, our guns drawn the whole time. Yeah. Like like little girls. And it that, was, that was, like, Luigi's first experience in the woods. Yeah, that was that was my first time out there. And I'll tell you what, man. After that, after it was done and everything, I was like, man, that is freaking awesome. I was like, I, was like, I, I feel like that's, like, real living. Because you get to experience nature, man. You know, I mean, I, we have a lot of nature here in Florida. I would say in controlled environments, like if you're going to go to a nature center or whatnot, you know, you'll, you'll get an occasional alligator on the news and you'll see snakes and lizards all over the place. But man, when you're in, in the woods, in the swamp, and that's what these animals do and that's how they live, that's the coolest feeling in the world because that's how it's supposed to be. You know, that's what they're doing. They're out there surviving and, and we're just, we're just a guest in there, you know, we're just... You know, we, that's not our world. That's their world. So being a part of that, I mean, at one point, you know, it was our world. You know, we, we lived with them, but, you know, times have changed. And But I'm just glad we get to still enjoy the wild, you know, that we still have that available to us. And that goes back to the, the whole cleansing and therapeutic feeling. You know, I think some people relate to it uh, when people go to the beach and they relate to that being in the ocean. Or what? Uh, any type of wildlife, I think, is cleansing. I know. I know a lot of people say that, and it's definitely the truth. Yeah, the, like back to what I was talking about before. There's, there's a few like parts that I really love about it. One is just the cleansing, peaceful. Like, you're out there, and it's just the animals. Like, you're not thinking about anything. The other part of it is like Steve Rinella, and I've heard Joe Rogan talk about this too. It's like the suck factor. Yep. Like you're out there sometimes, and like, like Luigi and I went to Big Cypress, which is another park, and we were out like four miles. And it was like, I don't know, hot. it was like 90, it was hotter than today. Yeah. And it, it like, we were out there so far, and it sucked. Like, yeah. we were out so, like, we're, like, brutally hot, but we're, like, 
you know, searching for animals, just scouting and just sort of like exploring. But like when you're out there, sometimes you're like, man, this sucks. Like this is really, really hard. Yeah. But then like when you think back about it, like later, you're like, man, that was awesome. Yep. Because th- those are like the type of things that you remember, like when you're thinking back about them, you know, like in a few weeks, you know, like after, like right after you're like, you get back to the car and you're like, oh man, like I need a break from this. Like this is too rough. <laughs> but then like thinking back about it you're like man this was awesome yeah and the, i just drove in a circle you did yeah you got distracted yeah it's all right and i steve Ranella is uh i've been outdoors and the guy's been hunting his whole life the guy owns like a hunting company the guy's he has an awesome show called meat eater on netflix and he the my favorite thing that he's ever said one of that it's I, i'm and it's not the exact quote and i know you're you were going to probably get to this point when he says uh it's what is it it's like it's not you can't compare this type of fun because like when something sucks that's like time invested fun but like and you're gonna talk about it in the future and that's like yeah but it's not like oh i'm gonna go on a roller coaster that kind of fun you're not gonna talk about that in the future when you have a shitty time doing something or it kind of sucks whether you have success hunting or not you're gonna talk about that time because it's that much more yeah, that, like it's like, <laughs> like the time with the pig, like, like delayed. We, we would have done anything <laughs> to get out of there and not get eaten by this pig at this time. And then, like after that, we hiked another. I, I think we went four or five miles and that we, day. And like you get out there, and it's just so brutally hot. And like we worked so hard to get to where we want to go. But then, like you're you're out there, and you're like, what am I doing? You know, like I could be in the air conditioner or like yeah. watching TV or anything. But then those are the times that you think back about it, and that's more fun than like. The roller coaster, which is just like you never—that's that's fun temporarily, but it's not like it's. You'll you know, never talk about that roller no, coaster. No, it's like ever who cares? Again. You know, you don't remember it. And and I definitely butchered what Steve Ranella said, but <laughs> he did use the, the roller coaster analogy. Yeah. I remember, right? Yeah, <laughs> because it, that's how it, it's. It's fun. That's gonna last forever, and it's gonna be in a future story that you're gonna tell forever. We're gonna tell that pig story forever. Yeah, that's you know? fun. So. It, it was awesome, man. And ever since we and we went out a few more times, and we've gotten run-ins. Not nothing like that. Nothing like um, possible attacks. But we uh, we've gotten some points where we almost got an animal, almost got a pig, almost got some deer. That was funny on the way out of the park. <laughs> yeah. We. Uh, but you know, it was. It's it's overall it's a great time. And I'm really happy that we're going out there now. And I really wanted to do a, this podcast uh, today going in the car. I but, think it was a great opportunity. Yeah, but p- part of the fun, too, is, like, knowing you're sort of, like, against the odds. Oh, yeah. Like, if I went out there and every time you shot an animal, I would not do that because it, it wouldn't be fun. Like, the, it's cool knowing, like, you know, like, I have a small percentage of chance of actually seeing something and then me not screwing it up is even smaller percentage chance and oh yeah not getting scented which we've got scented plenty of times because these animals like their sense of smell is like amazing oh yeah um so you you always need to be cognizant of like which way the wind's going and that kind of stuff um we we spray like scent proof stuff all over us which i don't know if it works or not or just yeah, we, a placebo but whatever you we know wash our clothes with non-scented stuff use non-scented deodorant right don't brush your teeth. Yeah, ever. Ever. No, yeah. They don't smell that mint. No showers. No showers. Yeah. No sleep. Yeah. Team no sleep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
No, but yeah, the, the non-scenting thing, yeah, you want to do that. Put a non-scent deodorant, you want to shower with non-scented soap, and they have all these specific hunting soaps and whatnot. Uh, which park entrance are we going into? The south one. And you passed it? Yeah, I, I sort of went in a circle. But oh, I'm okay. going back there. Hopefully we'll get back. Yeah, it, it's going to work. What, how much time do you think we're going to need to set up these stands? Um... I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I guess we got to do the first one. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the first one and see what happens. So, yeah, this microphone's not working. It's not at all? It's it's working okay. on the computer. So oh, okay. So, I don't know how this is going to work. Okay. I think it should be fine. All right. Yeah. So, another thing to touch on besides the hunting, but I want to tell you guys that Alan is probably the best CPA in South Florida. <laughs> and I could say that wholeheartedly because Alan has helped us get to atomic training and performance to where it's at today and atomic training performance is the obstacle training gym that my wife and i own and alan gave us a lot of financial advice and has done a lot of favors for us as far as um taxes and making the right moves on what to do the right way so if anybody needs an accountant that's gonna that's gonna fight for you and kick some ass and win go to alan (laughs) Alan Friedland, and I'm not even trying to just. Pl- I'm not even trying to plug him because I was like, Alan, give me a bio so I can introduce you properly. And he's like, Do whatever you want. So he didn't care. Yeah, that I don't. I don't know. Yeah, see, he's not even to say anything. I, uh, I don't. I do taxes for a living, you know, and financial stuff with people. And I don't even for a lot like, of people. I don't even like doing the actual taxes and doing the actual financial stuff. What I like doing is, is helping people, is sitting with people and helping them. I knew it. And interviewing them, it's like I don't. I'm not gonna say too much here, but like I have several psychologist clients, and they're like, "You should be a psychologist." Because <laughs> you don't. I don't really talk much, but you just sit there and listen to them. And they, I think, when somebody trusts you with their money, then they'll they trust you with mar- marital advice, everything, you know, and all all kinds of stuff. But um, that's what I enjoy. I don't. I don't actually like filling out the forms and stuff. I and I've I've talked to you about I've gotten a lot of advice from you about a lot of things, not just about not finances but just life in general. Well, you're one of my best friends, so it's a little different. Yeah, but still, but I could see you're very easy to talk to and I find myself when I talk to you, I start to really just go it's just weird because I'll talk about everything and I and I feel like shit, I'm talking way too much. And that's a tendency I think you bring out of people. You make them talk. <laughs> I think he's just and you're so nice about it and people just want to tell you everything so I don't know hey man it's the truth because whenever I talk to you and you seem like you actually you actually care so it's like shit I might as well keep going and tell this guy everything that I feel <laughs> I don't know I can't comment on that hey man it's the truth just saying I don't know so you got a baby on the way are you excited yeah yeah I mean I timed it poorly for uh, hunting season <laughs> Because the baby's due in a month. And <laughs> you hunting, t- <laughs> hunting season starts in like two weeks, so so we're gonna have an abbreviated season this year. Yeah, but um, it's good, th- good stuff. I'm excited. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, I, I have a daughter and a, another daughter on the way, so my daughter's real excited, and I can't wait for her. To, oh, Lily's to be yeah, a, she's a excited. Sister, so yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure she is. Yeah. Sweet man. So so what else are we doing to talk about? I mean, everything else is going well. I'm, I'm really glad that we're coming here again. And I think it's going to be a promising season. I think we're going to get something. And uh, 
whether it's a hog or a deer. And um, as far as educating people on hunting, do you have any other any other nuggets of information? Well, I mean, I guess the, the only other thing... Because people are still going to say, well, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm, and I'm not going to get it into it too much. And, like, I... Some people that are vegetarian or vegan, I think that's awesome. And I think maybe for certain people that's healthier and that's the lifestyle to go. But I, I just want to explain, like, some, some other perspective. Like, hunters with the licenses and fees we pay, pay for all the national parks. Like, that doesn't come from PETA. And that doesn't come from other sources. It comes from hunters. And the, the other thing I wanted to explain is, like, if you go in the center of Florida, like, basically... On the coast is where people live, right? Yeah. So if you go everywhere in between, like, if, for example, if you take 27, which is like a road that goes up the middle of the state. Remember when we went to that that one place? Oklahoma. Yeah. So if you take 27, which goes up, I think they call it the Snake River and stuff, but it goes up the middle of the state. And you look like as far as you can to the right and as far as you can to the left, you see farms. Mm -hmm. So at the farms, they grow like peppers and sugar cane and beans and tomatoes and all kinds of good stuff but I just want to point out that what used to be there was woods and swamp and everglades and that was all taken away for these vegetables and sugar cane and all this other stuff so all I just really want to point out is like it's not always that innocent is to to point out that oh we don't, we don't hurt plants and animals well there's literally like millions and millions of acres of land in the middle of the state that used to be woods and animals and deer and panthers and that's all gone now and like if you look at south florida there's like big cypress there's the park we're going to today but there used to be a lot more nature that is not there now anymore it's agriculture because farm. of because of farming which again i eat i love fruits and vegetables you know i'm not against that i'm just saying you, you can't say you're innocent if you're doing the other way the other part of that is like when they did that they had to make canals to drain all the water and also for to for irrigation purposes for the farms yeah so part of you know these canals is they spray pesticides on all these these this produce now too yes so the pesticides goes down all the canals so the pesticides kills you know the whatever animals are left at the the you know the rats and the snakes and the birds and the stuff that's left at the farms mm -hmm. a lot of the insects which that's another animal that's being killed. And then it goes down these canals and it winds up in the ocean. And so if you've heard about the red tide in South Florida the last few years, where dolphins are dying and turtles are dying and all that stuff, that's from all the pesticides and from all the farming that's in the middle of the state that's not natural. It used to be all wood. Yeah. So the only other, like, all I'm pointing out, and again, I'm, I like all that stuff that's grown in the middle of the state too, but I'm just pointing out, like, it's not, you're not innocent to do stuff, you know, there's diff there's more than one way to look at things, and it, it's not necessarily innocent to just say I only eat vegetables or plants because I don't want to hurt an animal. Exactly. Well, you actually did hurt a lot of animals in the process of, exactly. of, what, of what, how you're procuring your food. And it's not, and like I said, it's on, it's on both sides, absolutely, and it's way, obviously it's, it's, it's way more cruel to pen up animals in a, in a farm and then and kill them all in front of each other and all that the, the, the diseases that are involved in, in the animals getting diseases and whatever whatever way they do it it's terrible 
but it's definitely there's blood on both sides and really the whole aspect of hunting and the whole aspect of being a provider for yourself whether you're a plant-based person or a, ve or a vegan or a hunter is the goal ultimate goal is to provide for yourself grow your vegetables in your house in your backyard grow your vegetables uh, hydroponically however you want to do it or and if you're going to eat an animal kill your own animal and do the do the dirty work yourself that's really what it comes down to and that's the ultimate goal in my life i would love to provide for myself and my family and i know you feel the same way yeah and and the other point i want to put on that same topic is like the actual kill part like sucks that's not you know, fun yeah like i don't like part, killing, like i killed a fish before yeah, i don't like that the part up to it is the fun part like getting prepared and getting you know calling the animal and getting in the right spot and waking up early and doing all the work but the actual shot and the kill that that part sucks like if you could take that part of, out of hunting like be awesome. I, it would be amazing but that's just part of it and that's part of the way to procure, procure your own like organic um, meat and with the idea is you're killing the old animals that's going to die probably soon in the wild naturally anyway and they're getting replaced with the younger animals um, but it, that, that part sucks. Like, I don't want to sugarcoat that and say, like, you know, pretend like you like killing animals for fun. No, absolutely. Yeah, because I, 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 I don't know anybody that does that likes that, but you got, you're messed up if you do. Yeah. And I know there's the, the, the mainstream hunters that people know of don't feel that way. They don't like to kill the animal. I know that because they've talked about it and I've researched them and, and that's the truth. So if people did have their thoughts on hunting or second thoughts about it, and we're on the fence, just know that majority of the hunters, they do follow the rules and regulations, and it does support the, the wildlife and the, and the national parks. All that money that we pay in fees and buying equipment, it all goes to that. Yeah, so, they, so gun, like when you buy, again, I'm not advocating for the NRA or like totally, I'm very divided on some of these topics, but like, when you buy a gun, I forget what the percentage, but I think it's 11 or 13 percent goes to to wildlife. Yep. Um, and there's not there's not you know when you buy a camera, if you're you know my dad's a birder, he takes pictures of birds. That there's no no money of that goes to wildlife. So you know I've had conversations like this with my dad before, and I think it's just good to get different perspectives sometimes. It is. It is, and it's such a complex topic that. We not, we're not even going to cover all the bases of it in this podcast because we're going to get to the park soon. How much more time we got? Eight minutes. Eight minutes, yeah. So we're going to have to close it out soon. But, I mean, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to keep doing this podcast for a long time. So there's Alan's going to be on again. I'm going to have other people on. And I'm I'm an advocate for people that are going to – or I'm going to say advocate. I'm, I support people and I root for them, people that want to provide for themselves as far as like cultivating their own food whatever form you know and I'm not saying oh you know I don't buy meat in the store because I do I mean call me a hypocrite whatever but I'm working on it but this, the, is, this the, is the goal the, the goal is to not eventually down the road exactly is to not buy food from the store that's the goal and to not buy animals from the store not buy vegetables from the store something else that I heard recently that I thought was interesting was like if you like a lot of people don't have a problem with fishing right right so what you do when you catch a fish a lot of times you just throw it into like a cooler yeah and the fish is in there 
you know, I don't know fish feelings. I'm not smart enough to talk about that. But the fish is in there suffering until it eventually dies from, you know, lack of oxygen yeah. in the cooler. But people don't have a problem with that. No, they don't. Then, you know, like another way to look at it, like a lot of people hunt like doves and small birds. That's sort of like, the, to me, like the next step. A lot of people still don't really have a problem with that. You know, it's small birds, like they're, a lot of times they're even like tame birds or, you know, they're, they're raised in a farm and then they release them. And then, you know, people shoot them. It's more like a sport type thing. Yeah. A lot of people still, you know, it's a dove. There's doves everywhere. You know, people don't really have a problem with that. And then, like, after that to me is, like, turkey, you know. Some, if somebody, if I tell somebody I shot a turkey, I very rarely got, like, you know, like, you're, you know, an animal killer. Like, yeah. people are like, oh, you know, okay. They don't care. The next level after that is, like, you know, deer. Where people, now, now people start to, like, put up their guard. Yep. You know. Or bear, which is like oh man, ultimate yeah. guard, and I'm not gonna even like getting to that. No, we animals, can't. We but can't, yeah. it's a different topic, and you know, like I have different viewpoints on that from other people too. But um, all I'm saying is like, why, what, who's to judge that? You know, the the bugs you're killing, you know, is is different than the fish, which is different than the the turkey, bird, and the birds, which is different than the deer. I mean, it's still an, a life. Exactly. It's sort of like people have their own like um, level of like what's acceptable and what's not. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's, kind, it's, of, very it's weird. kind of ironic because really like I've even like you know I've, we have a lot of vegan friends and everything and they still like if I go fishing and kill a fish and bring it home they have no problem with it. Oh yeah, yeah it's true. But if I brought I can't imagine if I brought home like a deer. Um, and, and I sort of, it's some, I, like, I sort of get it, you know, because it, it's, it's, it's just weird. It's the way... A deer is cute. You know, we, we think back to Bambi. And fish aren't, aren't cute. Yeah, and we, you know, it, it just, it's kind of weird. You I don't can't know. pet a fish. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's just kind of like a weird... No, it's, it's that, I, I see what you're saying. The thing is, we're not saying, I can't say someone's wrong, but right. it's just like, you got to put yourself and look at things from a different perspective. You got to have different perception on... On different topics. Wrestle your perception. Gotta re- you gotta wrestle it. That's how it. That's how it is. That's all it is. That's why I named this podcast. Because <laughs> you gotta wrestle your perception. It's an everyday wrestle. You know, you you always gotta look at things from different people's point of views and and uh, a different outlook. And whatever we're saying today, I'm sure people have the exact opposite viewpoints and probably can articulate them way better than me or you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it's it's okay to have different perspectives. Is, is all the, the point of this yeah, conversation absolutely I can't and I'm not gonna I will never fault somebody for not agreeing with me or having different beliefs than me but I'll do my best to understand theirs you know and that's what I'm gonna keep doing so alright now we're gonna close it out cause we, we are minutes. we're four minutes away from the park so we're getting excited so uh, thank you guys for listening Atomic Training Performance that's it baby the podcast is always brought to you by Atomic Training and Performance every day all day we're out of Fort Lauderdale. Right now we're headed to JW Corbett. And we're going to set up our tree stands. Take care, everybody. Thank you guys for listening.